Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval, renaissance, and baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. This hour, my guest is bowed string specialist Tina Chansey, and we're remembering Scott Rice, an early music pioneer and phenomenal recorder player who passed away 10 years ago this year, on December 15, 2005. Tina, Scott's wife and performing partner, will share some memories of Scott and will hear music from a wide swath of his career, along with performances by two of his students. Let's start with a set of variations on the traditional English tune Dorrington Lads from the 18th century Northumbrian collection entitled Nine Notes That Shook the World.
We heard Dorrington Lads, an anonymous set of variations from the 18th century Northumbrian collection Nine Notes That Shook the World. Soloist Scott Rice was accompanied by Hesperus members Tina Chancy and Grant Herod. From medieval Renaissance and Baroque music to British and Spanish colonial to Appalachian, blues, Irish, and world music, recorder player Scott Rice was a master. Scott passed away exactly a decade ago, but his legacy in the recorder and pipe playing world continues. He once said, we all live the same length of time, exactly one lifetime. Tina Chancy brings us this remembrance. Scott was born near Allentown, Pennsylvania, to a family of Pennsylvania Dutch farmers. He was a clarinetist who discovered the recorder in high school. Almost entirely self-taught, he met Bob Eisenstein on his first day at Antioch College. I hear that he was sitting under a tree playing the recorder, and Bob walked up and said, hey, I play one of those. They went on to form the Antioch Consort with lute player Christopher Kendall. When Christopher talked Folger Library Director, Obi Hardison, into hosting an in-house Renaissance music ensemble in 1976, the Antioch Consort was rechristened the Folger Consort. Before Scott left the group in 1998 to pursue a doctorate in ethnomusicology, he picked up the hammer dulcimer, the Irish penny whistle, the bagpipe, the psaltery, the sordoon, and the dumbek, all of which he played in concert and on the group's many recordings. Let's hear Scott with the Folger Consort performing one of their signature pieces, Sonata 10 by Giovanni Battista Fontana.
We heard Scott Rice on alto recorder along with Christopher Kendall and Robert Eisenstein of the Folger Consort performing Sonata No. 10 by Giovanni Battista Fontana, a 17th century sonata in canzona form with continuous contrasting movements. Scott and I first met in an early music workshop in 1970, though we didn't become friends until I came to play with the consort in the late 70s. We became a couple in 1978, and Scott lured me down to Washington two years later by offering to start a chamber music group for me. Yeah, I've heard that one before, I said. But nevertheless, I relocated, and he founded Hesperus in 1979. Although he created it as a Baroque group, Scott was curious about all sorts of musical styles, and Hesperus's repertoire soon expanded to include British and Spanish colonial music, medieval and Renaissance music, and the group's own creations, medieval and Appalachian fusion, and classical blues. In 1992, during the Columbus Quincentenary, our Spain in the New World recording was played in every museum on the National Mall, and the group's reputation was launched. We heard a Peruvian viencico, Turulu Negro, from Hesperus's 1988 CD, Spain in the New World. The performers were Scott Rice, Robert Eisenstein, and Tina Chancy on recorders, and Mark Sudek on Baroque guitar. You can find hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts online at harmoniaearlymusic.org. We're marking the 10th anniversary of the death of renowned recorder player Scott Rice with my guest, Tina Chancy. 
Tim Page of the Washington Post wrote of Scott, quote, he piped with fleet, exuberant abandon, spinning out complicated, rapid-fire melodies with such energy and humor that his audiences often burst into amazed, delighted laughter before they remembered to applaud. That was Scott Rice performing a traditional Nande melody entitled Herdsman's Tune. Let's continue with more from Scott's music partner and wife, Tina Chancy. Hesperus gave Scott the chance to diversify even more. While maintaining his early music chops, as witnessed by this Vivaldi Sopranino concerto, he began to develop a new crossover style an Irish and medieval fusion that grew into his 2002 CD, The Banshee's Whale. Those Banshee recording sessions were some of the most exciting and terrifying ones I've ever participated in. We improvised all the arrangements, taking our cues from Scott, just trying to keep together and match his ferocious energy. Let's hear Langstrom's Pony Saltarello, featuring Scott Rice on Penny Whistle and Recorder. Thank you. 
We heard the Irish jig Langstrom's Pony, paired with the medieval Italian Saltarello, played by Scott Rice, Tina Chancy, Zan McLeod, and Glenn Villas, on the recording The Banshee's Whale. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, fostering the performance, scholarship, and community of early music on the web at earlymusicamerica.org. I'm Angela Mariani. Welcome back. My guest is Tina Chancy, and we're remembering recorder player Scott Rice, who died 10 years ago in December 2005. Scott was not only an inspiring performer, but a scholar pursuing a PhD in ethnomusicology at the University of Maryland and a dedicated teacher. He pioneered an approach to learning music by ear called Sound Catcher, which he and members of Hesperus taught at summer workshops with folk musician Bruce Hutton. Baroque flute and recorder player Alexa Rainwright was one of Scott's students at a workshop. She recalls, quote, One of the things I remember most about Scott was his sense of humor and his love of laughter. In a technique class about halfway through the week, Scott was introducing the historical double-tonguing diddle in combination with various vowels to affect tone color. I was a few minutes late to the class and walked in to hear him say, there are an incredible number of ways you can use vowels and consonants to create variety in colors, even in fast passages. The default is diddle, 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 but you can say daddle, 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 doodle, doodle, deedle, deedle, or if you're late like Alexa, you doddle, doddle, doddle. A recollection there from Alexa Rainwright, a former student of Scott Rice.
We heard Laura Osterlin performing Lord Inchiquin by the early 18th century Irish harper and composer Turlach O'Carolan, adding her own variations. And before that, Alexa Rainwright played three movements from the recorder sonata number three by contemporary recorder player and composer Matthias Malta. Both Alexa and Laura were students of the late Scott Rice. Alexa says of her mentor, quote, It wasn't only his mastery of technique and touching musicality that made Scott an inspiring mentor. His passion for mixing styles of music made anything seem possible. Laura Osterlin recalls, quote, There were no limits to Scott's imagination. I also remember his soulful, drawn-out playing of I, Me in Guillaume de Machaut's Virelay.
we heard Scott Rice playing Guillaume de Machaut's virile I Me, Dame du Valour. My guest on this week's edition was Scott's wife and performing partner, Tina Chancy, and we're marking the 10th anniversary of his passing. Let's finish with one of Scott's favorite Irish tunes performed here as a tribute by members of Hesperus. The lark in the morning, she rises off her nest, comes home in the evening with the dew on her breast. And like the jolly plowboy, she whistles and she sings, comes home in the evening with the dew on her wing. And like the jolly plowboy, she whistles and she sings, comes home in the evening with the dew on her wings. Roger the Whistling and singing by yonder long blade. He met with dark eyed Susan, she's handsome, I declare. She's far more enticing than the birds of the air. He met with dark eyed Susan, she's handsome, I declare. And she's far more enticing than the birds of the air. Then walking and talking by yonder shady grove, with no one to listen but the young turtle. He threw his arms around her neck and brought her to the fair And he's bought her rings of ribbon for to roar under hair He threw his arms around her neck and brought her to the fair And he's bought her rings of ribbon for to roar under hair To the plowboy, wherever he may be, he may take the winsome lasses far to set upon his knee. And with the mug of beer, boys, he whistles and he sings. And the plowboy is as happy as a prince or a king. And with the mug of beer, boys, he whistles and he sings. And the plowboy is as happy as a prince or a king. The lark in the morning, she rises off her nest. Comes home in the evening with the dew on her breast. And like the jolly plowboy, she whistles and she sings. Comes home in the evening with the dew on her wings. And like the jolly plowboy, she whistles and she sings. Comes home in the evening with the dew on her We heard the traditional Irish ballad, The Lark in the Morning, performed by Hesperus crossover members, singer Molly Andrews, guitarist Sam McLeod, and viol player Tina Chancy, from the 2010 CD, American Landscapes. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia Early Music.
In the 10 years since Scott's death, Hesperus has developed and performed seven early music soundtracks to classic silent films, such as The Mark of Zorro and Robin Hood. And I've started a multi-year recording project celebrating the 18th century par-dessus de viole. Remembering Scott's insatiable curiosity and brilliant performing style keeps me going. For more than 25 years, I had the amazing luck to perform with a consummate communicator. And I knew that whenever we stepped on stage together, it was going to be great. Thanks to Tina Chancy for her remembrances this week of Scott Rice. Scott was a creative force, a virtuoso player, a master of bringing together music from different traditions. His music and his spirit lives on in his students, his musical colleagues, and his many recordings. And for that, we are grateful. We'll transition now to our featured recording, and we're keeping it in the family. We'll hear music from the Part de Viol project that Tina mentioned. The Part de Viol is the smallest and the highest-pitched member of the Viol family. It was played primarily by women in the early 18th century. Here's Tina Chancy performing music of Jean-Marie Leclerc on the 2012 CD The Versatile Viol, Part Two.
We heard two movements from Jean-Marie Leclerc's Sonata No. 7 from Book 3, played by Tina Chancy on Partissue de Viol, Webb Wiggins on harpsichord, and Susie Knepper on viol, from the 2012 recording The Versatile Viol, Part 2. Learn more about recent early music CDs on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any part of this program or about early music in general. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. Special thanks to Tina Chancy, Laura Osterlin, and Alexa Rainwright for their memories of Scott Rice. And thanks to our studio engineer, Mike Pashkash, and our staff, Janelle Davis, John Bailey, Elizabeth Clark, and Joe Getz. Additional technical support comes from KTTZ at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Our producer is Luann Johnson, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia.